Hello, this is Sonia Hines and welcome to Spotlight. The month of October is Pastor Appreciation Month. So this month, we'll be talking to a few pastors just to find out what it's like pastoring a church. And today, my guest is Pastor Milton Cornegay. He happens to be my pastor. He's a pastor of Central Baptist Church in Syracuse, New York. Welcome, Pastor Cornegay. Thank you. Now, Pastor, how long have you been a pastor? I've been a pastor 30 years as of August 26th. 30 years, that's a long time. And what would you say has been your greatest blessing, being a pastor? Watching God change lives through the use of his word, and at the same time watching him grow me and my family as he uses us in the process. What would you say church members need to know about pastoring a church? And most people don't know. I think people will see you in the pulpit on Sunday and they know that you do Bible studies, but I'm sure there's so much more to what you do. What do you think people need to know? A few of the things that most church members need to know about pastoring, I'm really going to probably talk about a few things that nobody wants to talk about. First, when I talk, I'm talking about God called men. Every man that's in a pulpit is not called. Most church members don't see the pastor as a professional, like they would a doctor or a lawyer. And as a result, they treat him differently than they would treat a lawyer or a doctor. Doctor gives a prescription, he says, this is what's wrong with you, they go for it. You come to the pastor because he's not seen as a professional, and it's like, I can take his advice or leave it. Uh, That hurts the pastor because he can see it, whether or not they're believing what he's saying. And uh, he spent time more than likely studying to answer their questions and to lead and guide them. And then to see that rejection, it it hurts deeply. So we don't take our spiritual lives as seriously as we do our physical health and other aspects of our life. Correct. Secondly, for all that pastors do and the time they spend guarding, protecting, and warning, and feeding, and caring for the sheep, Most pastors are grossly underpaid. That's not seen by most church members, but if you were to talk to that pastor's wife, she could tell you readily. She has to do things at her home that other wives have to do in their homes, but she just doesn't have the resources to do it. And the pastor can't go and ask for a raise. That's seen as being worldly. and So he has to have someone speak on his behalf. Why do you think people don't recognize the need to pay pastors the way they should? First of all, because they don't see him as a professional. Okay. And they don't understand the amount of training he's gone through and the cost of that training. Uh, They believe that he should trust God for what he needs. Do you think there's a deception, you know, when you look at, at television, you know, and you see these mega pastors They have a large congregation, they're driving very fancy cars, and they live in very fancy homes. They project that onto the the, maybe the local pastor who has 100 members? 75 to 80 percent of pastors pastor a church of less than 250 people. And so what they see on TV and whatnot, that's a small group of pastors. And Um, Again, I'm talking about God-called pastors. Some of what we see are not God-called men. They're entrepreneurs, and uh, they make a decent living doing what they do, but they're not pastors. A third thing most church members don't realize and don't know, 
The pastor loves them more than they could imagine. The pastor is called by God to shepherd sheep, but the sheep are not his. They belong to God. And God takes issue with how he treats every one of his sheep. And so a God-called pastor has a love and compassion for the people that's God-given. God gives it to them. And in their working with the people, they develop an even deeper love for the people. Now, with being a shepherd, when you're making decisions on behalf of the sheep, do the sheep feel like they have to approve of that decision or have to have some say in that decision when it comes to the church? Absolutely. Uh, one of the concerns that we as people of God should have is, do I want carnal people making spiritual decisions for me? Because that's what you get when you involve everybody. Everybody's not walking with the Lord. We have to be honest about that. And so if you got them making spiritual decisions, living a carnal life, some bad decisions are going to be made. And before we end our conversation, how does your pastoralship affect your family? In a great way. And I know a lot of pastors say this and people hear it, but the sacrifice that my family makes for me to do what I do is, is tremendous. I have tried to balance some of that as I've gotten older and the longer I've been walking with God. But uh, they understand that there are times when we may have something planned, but I get a call from the hospital. Well, I have to go. That's just the way it is. But they understand. And to be able to sit with them and, and ask their forgiveness about my not being there for certain things is touching moments in a pastor's home, but it's also very hurtful. Well, I appreciate you sharing those things that we do need to know in order to honor the person that God has put over us in the church. And we will pray for you as a pastor, and we will pray for your family. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Sonia Hines with Spotlight. Thank you for listening. Spotlight, a public affairs program of the Mars Hill Network. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the Mars Hill staff, management, or board of directors. Inquiries and suggestions are welcome. Email them to spotlight at marshillnetwork.org or regular mail to spotlight in care of Mars Hill Network, 4044 Mackays Road. That's spelled M-A-K-Y-E-S, 13215.